This is Radio Real Estate with your host, Mike Kent, on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. Brought to you by Linden Sheet Metal and Windermere Real Estate. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Good morning and welcome to Ready Real Estate on New Year's Eve, the last day of 2022. You can hardly believe it. And you would have thought uh, we would do a recorded show today, being this New Year's Eve model, but like the guys in, in the shop, we are loyal to the cause and we are here today. I'm going to do a kind of a different show today. It's going to be so much fun. The first portion of the show, Lisa Kent and I are going to join you and we're going to give you the weekly rundown, what's happened in the real estate market, and then give our predictions for 2023. And it won't take a whole lot of in-depth involvement because... Uh, Uh, It's pretty straightforward what's going to happen. But what's really going to be fun today is I've got two really special guests in the studio today. I've got Wes Ganaway and Kent Holsather, and they just published a book. It came off the presses about two weeks ago. And if you lived in Whatcom County between 1955 and 1980, or you're a fan of rock and roll music, or both, you do not want to miss today's show because they've just published a brand new book called Sock Hops and Snowball Dances. It's a look back at rock and roll, its influence, and its history right here in Whatcom County. You're going to be amazed at how many connections there are to big-time rock and roll and some fun local stories. We're going to talk about that today. But uh, first of all, let me run down the numbers. In the last seven days in Whatcom County real estate, it was quiet. It was the holidays, Christmas time. We had 11 homes come on the market The amazing thing is we had 24 homes go under contract. So 24 buyers were able to put a deal together. They were out shopping for houses instead of stocking stuffers, and they pended properties. The average size of the homes came on the market, 1,851 square feet. The average size of the homes that received accepted offers, 2,149 square feet. The average price per square foot ending 2022 Coming onto the market, $316 per square foot. Those that pended, an astonishing $345 per square foot. We come back to the break. We're going to give you some predictions for 2023. And then we're going to dive in deep to the rock and roll history of Whatcom County. Please stay with us. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. 
Business owners, you have job openings? We have HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is Cascade Radio Group's hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Upload your available job listings today. Job seekers can post resumes, too. HireMeWa.com is available 24 hours a day. Check back frequently. New job listings added regularly. HireMeWa.com. Business owners, post your job openings for free right now at HireMeWa.com. That's HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is a service of Cascade Radio Group and this station. In the shop. Every time I turn around, my dang old catalytic converter is missing. You can go through Dagnum Box just to get a breakfast sandwich, and if you shut your car off for a second, that cat's going to be missing. Steve from Panacea, Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Catalytic converters, I can't count the number we've done in the last six months. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. I'm joined by Lisa Kent. A little bit later in the show, as I mentioned, we're going to talk about the history of rock and roll in Whatcom County. It's going to be a great, fun show, perfect show for a New Year's Day show. But here is our prediction. Lisa and I have discussed this over the last year, the last six months. Everything's changed in the last 60 days. But uh, we're going to give you some insight as to what we think is going to happen and why. The good news is interest rates changed everything, as we know. And it would appear that the feds are probably about done with raising interest rates. So hopefully things will start to equalize and normalize, if you will. And uh, a lot depends on what's going to happen going forward. In short, if we can keep interest rates below 6%, and if they get anywhere near 5% in the first or second quarter, we're going to have a great year in real estate. A great year means balance. That means a balanced market between buyers and sellers. We're not going to see a skyrocketing rise in prices. That's a good thing, believe it or not, but a more predictable market. And just remember, through the course of our discussion, if you owned a house here in the last two or three years, it probably went up 50% in value. So if it goes down 10 or 15% in 2023, your net gain is still pretty darn favorable. That's exactly right, Mike. Uh, One thing that we've noticed, too, and I I think when you, as a buyer in particular, we had a lot of buyers come into the market during uh, 2020 and uh, 2021, and a very fast-paced market is what we were experiencing, something that, you know, if you hadn't been in the market for a while or if you're a first-time home buyer, um, it was something that was a bit jarring. For both buyers and sellers, we had a change in the types of forms that we were experiencing or using. Um, escalations were becoming uh, very popular. You had a lot of cash buyers and just, uh, you know, an excessive amount of competition among buyers. There was, you know, it kind of felt like a a Black Friday every day. frenzy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. good point. Yeah. Um, But what we're seeing now, and it's, you know, something that's very, I think, nice for both sellers and buyers in this market is we're kind of coming back to that a little bit more normality compared to what we saw in the past two years. And I think in general, we probably are situated in one of the best places in North America, certainly the United States, to have stability in the market. You're not going to see the market crash. You might see it in other areas crash where they build thousands of houses, like the Phoenix Valley. But here in Whatcom County, we're going to be good because it's all about inventory. The rates, yes, they've doubled, but there's still more buyers than sellers. 
And I checked this morning, and the number of homes available, single-family detached homes, has dropped significantly once again this last week down to 448 homes. Folks, that's less than a two-month supply. And there is not enough new product coming on the market that's going to change that number at all. And we're going to continue to see things be very strong. You and I have two properties that are going to close here in the next week or so. Both buyers, one's just shy of a million dollars. The other one is seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. They're both cash, and in this market, we see more cash buyers. I think than just about any market in the region. Exactly, and what we're seeing too is um, compared to other regions in the nation, we've got a lot of unique buyers. It's a unique situation here. Um, not just because of that low inventory, and the reason we're seeing that low inventory is there's just so much demand for the greater Whatcom County area, the Pacific Northwest in general. We see a lot of folks even moving up from the Seattle area, from California. And we've talked about this, I think, a number of times where a lot of buyers are coming up here. It's not just for relocation for work or being closer to family, which are a lot of times factors in those moves. Um, But a big thing that we're seeing is desirability for this specific area for extracurricular activities. You know, we've got Mount Baker, we've got the ocean, uh, we've got uh, Galbraith Mountain for those who like to mountain bike. And we're seeing a lot of people coming here because of those activities that they can experience. Absolutely. So in short, in summary, if the rates stay at the level they are now or go up, it's going to be flat and possibly pull back 5 or 10%. If these rates come down another half point to three quarters of a point, and hopefully the feds are almost done with raising the basis points, I think we're going to see the market actually maybe gain maybe 5% in some neighborhoods, some 10%. But remember, if your home was overpriced before the interest rates went up, it's still overpriced, and you're still going to wish that uh, things were a little bit different. But if your house is priced right and you have a desirable property, we're going to be just fine. Exactly what you're saying, too. And and I think a lot of times, and I see that um, even in just this region and other real estate agents that I talk with around, around the country, um, a big determining factor with being able to move your house on the market as a seller is that price point. Regardless of what you're seeing with interest rates, a lot of times it's going to come back down to price. Absolutely. So when we come back from the break, we are going to be joined again by Wes Ganaway and Kent Holsey there. We're going to talk rock and roll Whatcom County, and you are not going to believe, if you're new to the area, how rich this community was back in the day where they maybe had 100,000 people in the county. This was like a mecca for rock and roll. Not just local bands, but some pretty big names either came from here or certainly came through here. We're going to hear all about it. It's going to be a fun, fun show. Please stay with us. Dedicated to Service presents winter travel tips, courtesy of our friends at the Washington State Patrol. Time to throw an extra blanket in the car along with those tire chains. Packing snacks, extra water, and needed prescriptions is always a great idea, too. And don't forget a flashlight, but make sure you load it up with fresh batteries first. And it never hurts to throw in a portable quick phone charger if you have one. Then, before you hit the road, check weather conditions and be sure to alert friends and family of your route and ETA. And remember, vehicles pulling a trailer or load over 10,000 pounds must chain up when required. Pacific Northwest weather can be unpredictable, so travel smart and stay safe this winter. Smart travel tips from the Washington State Patrol and local law enforcement. 
dedicated to service. Brought to you by Neater House of Luxury, Bellingham's newest fine jewelry store. Explore their premium selection of GIA certified diamonds, Rolex watches, and other luxury jewelry to last a lifetime. On Squalicum Harbor, 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, Bellingham. Just follow the bright light. Neater House of Luxury. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. Hey, I, I want to uh, agree with the uh, with what Michelle said as far as you uh, listening. Very good to everybody and being open to every conversation, which is, I think, why so many people call. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. God bless you, Joe, for what you're doing, and, and we're glad to have you out there. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color. Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. I want to thank two of our sponsors make this possible every single Saturday morning. First of all, Winterbury Real Estate with offices conveniently located in Linden, Birch Bay, Ferndale, Bellingham, and Fairhaven. And the good folks at Linden Sheet Metal. Now's the time to make sure during this lull in the weather that your heating system is operating efficiently and properly so you're ready for the next cold snap. Maybe we won't have one. We'll see what happens here. Hey! If you've been in Bellingham a little while, you've heard of places like the Assumption Gym. You may not have heard of places uh, like the Music Circus or the Discotheque Coffee House and a bunch of other places we'll be talking about today. These are places where rock and roll lived and lived big. Two gentlemen have joined us today, Wes Ganaway and Kent Holsey. Their, their book just came out, what, about two and a half weeks ago? Yes, about two and a half weeks ago. Two and a half now. weeks ago. It's available at... Village, Village books. books. Yep. They've got on the shelf there right now. They the, and they do ship if you're out of And town. they do ship. Yep. You are going to want to get a copy of this. Whether you lived here in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, or you just moved here, you want to get this book, read through it, and then brag to your grandchildren that uh, people were here that uh, they would have no idea that played, came through Whatcom County, or in some cases are from Whatcom County. How did this all start? What, four and a half years in the making? The book is finally off the presses. I've been reading it all week. It's one of the coolest books I've ever read, particularly about the history here. How did this come about? Well, we decided, you know, it's been about four and a half years, but the COVID really slowed things down as far as getting interviews. And we kept thinking, well, if we don't write this book, who else is going to write this book? Because most of the stuff in there was by, uh, you know, Word of mouth, and we talked to people that actually played in those bands. And uh, we also went to the archives and got information there. And uh, I don't know if you know who Pat O'Day was. We actually took the ferry over to. to Schick, uh, if you don't know Schick Shadle advertisements, <laughs> yes. that's Pat O'Day. That's but, Pat O'Day. But a very but he famous was, disc jockey in music. Right. He was a famous disc jockey. And yeah. He actually had uh, uh, the Village West and the Village East. 
Yeah, Village West was in uh, in uh, Birch Bay. Birch Bay. Village and... West is right behind Terrell Creek Landing. Two doors up from the sea shop. Most people that live in Birch Bay, I'm sure, are not aware that that yep. was one of the venues for rock and roll in Whatcom County. Right. And they had, uh, who played there? Uh, let me think. Oh, geez. You got. Uh, I think Jefferson, everybody. Uh, Jefferson yeah. Airplane was there. Yeah, they were there. Uh, Merrily Rush. Uh, uh, Merrily Rush. Yeah. She was in several pa- venues. Paul Revere and the Raiders played. Paul Revere and the Raiders played there. Mark Lindsay. And a bunch yep. of other people yep. played there. And it was always interesting to go out to to the village because there was lots of Canadian boys would come down and the American boys. And there was, sometimes there was some outdoor action. If you yeah. know. <laughs> but they, they had, uh, it was an interesting time. Yeah, it wasn't inside the building. It was outside afterwards. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so the sheriff but would trouble. show up. Yeah. They, yeah. they had trouble there. They had, uh, in fact, uh, uh, our friend, uh, Mr. Jerns there, he, he Pat got... Pat Jerns yeah, of Birch he, Bay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he settled the situation and everything got, you know, they got back online. So yeah. yeah, I was surprised to see so many names in here that I know a lot of folks are in real estate or have been, Pat Jerns would be one of them, mm-hmm. that they were they were big-time rock and rollers in high school and beyond. Pat Jerns, a local name, was very involved, and he worked with Pat O'Day. Yes. Right, he did. Yeah. He worked, and he actually managed out in... Uh, Birch Bay, for him he ran he ran the show out there, and uh, he also did some promotional work down in Seattle for a while, and then there was a splitting, they split up eventually. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, I grew up in a place called uh, outside of Milwaukee, Oregon, and spent quite a bit of time in West Vancouver. We had the odd high school band, but it seems Whatcom County, maybe there was something in the water. There were a lot of local bands here locally that. Uh, and a good number of them had some pretty good notoriety, either in the Northwest or give us a couple examples of people that started here and went on to bigger, better things. Oh, okay. oh well, Kathy McDonald. Yep. Yep. Kathy McDonald. She started with the unusual. She was actually from Mont Vernon, and she got discovered, well, I believe at the Assumption Gym. And uh, she joined the unusuals and played there for a while, and then she moved on to some other bands. Then she was going to hitchhike down to San Francisco uh, because the big brother and the holder company, they were trying to find a new lead singer. And uh, she, she did, was headed to hate she, Ashbury and the whole she was, scene. Yeah, down she did there. the whole thing. Yeah. She didn't quite make it in time. And, and the other gal yeah. who got it. <laughs> and uh, that really bothered her that she didn't get that job. But she went on to uh, be with Ike and Tina Turner. She was one of the She Ike was an Iquette, right? And then she she was a backup singer for, you know, the Rolling Stones. She was on all these albums, but she was like, you know, the 20 feet from fame type yeah. person. <laughs> she was a very good singer. And then uh, later on, she did her own stuff. As her voice deepened, she got in more into, into jazz and bluesy type stuff. But uh, early on, she was really great. And But tragically, she died fairly young. She died in, I believe, 2012. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she was really good. And another gal that started with a group called the Toggeries. Now, the Toggeries in Bellingham, they got their name because there was a men's store called the Toggery. And they said, we'll sponsor you if you wear our clothes. <laughs> so so they became the Toggeries in uh in the this, well, I yeah, need to get someone to sponsor Radio Real Estate so I get a new award. <laughs> of course, go. it's radio. So, it probably wouldn't work so out that this way. Patty Allen, mm-hmm. who was working in the cafeteria up at Western, uh, she got discovered by this 
guy, his last name was Billingsley. He was starting this band, and he bought her some new dresses and stuff because she didn't really have a whole lot. She had only sang in, like, church choirs in Seattle. So she came up and sang with them, did really good. But then after graduation, she moved back to Seattle. And I think she's in the Seattle or the Washington State Women's Blues Hall of Fame. I mean, she's really good. Very nice lady. I talked to her a few months ago on the phone. And she still plays a little bit and sings a little bit. But, um, you know, she's in her 80s now. You know, it's interesting. We're here at the top of U Street Hill, um, the home of KGMI, KPUG, 92.9, and the different stations. I had no idea until I read this book that KPUG was such a big player in rock and roll. Wes, I, everywhere about every third page it mentions KPUG. Yes, and there's a good reason for that. Uh, everybody listened to KPUG, and so you know the promotion was that uh, you got the younger people involved too. Before that, you had uh, KENY and uh, KPUG. They were not quite with it yet because of the, you know, the, you know, the, the feelings of the older folks for the rock and roll. Yeah, there was a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah, of dissension. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. father was his there, name. Yeah, <laughs> there right. was the Lawrence yeah, Welk push, the Lawrence like Welk pushback. Yeah. 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 So, so what you had was you had Western. They uh, started rock and roll in 1957 or so, and they uh, they were allowed to have one hour programs on KPUG. And so in the evening, of course, and so uh, Gary Bruno came down and he played about uh, four or five hours of rock and roll, and that was in 1957, and uh, that was the first rock and roll on a radio station up here in the Pacific Northwest, out of Seattle. And there were dance clubs, both teenage dance clubs, which they don't even have today. They were all over Whatcom County, and then adult dance clubs. Name some of the places that we drive by every day. And a lot of folks have no idea what that building used to be. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, with a lot of venues. Uh, you got the the Beacon Ballroom, which was, I mean, they they were big. They were big Up times there. Up in Birch Bay on yep. Blaine Road. On yep. the Blaine Road, yep. uh, you got uh, uh, the uh, what was it? Forest. Uh, they had the Forest, the Forest Grove. Grove. Yeah, that was another one, right? That those are the two that got busted on a raid. Yep. Gary yep. Lewis and the Playboys. Yep. Played there. Yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, Betty Knox, well, you had everybody, and it over at the Beacon, that changed hands a couple of times. You ended up with a, a bunch of uh, big name, big names there too. There's a great story in here that uh, the raid happened at the Forest Grove and the Beacon Ballroom, which are about a mile apart. Mm-hmm. And I guess there was some alcohol involved and young people and young people young, young people, people that shouldn't yeah. have been and drinking I, and right. i just heard last night <clears throat> i'm not going to name the names they'll protect <laughs> the innocent but apparently a lot of the staff got arrested mm-hmm. and then when they bought the brought the staff out into the courtroom in front of the judge the prosecuting attorney said this person did this this person did that they were brothers and all family and they looked alike well, because the prosecuting attorney was confident that that was so-and-so and that was so-and-so, he had him mixed up. The judge said, get out of here. This thing's done. Yeah. <laughs> but so many neat stories. There was one I read about. They had a concert and in the book where they were worried about the capacity, so they flew over a plane and tried to count the people and see whether it exceeded the permit. Yeah, that right. was, that was that Bernie was, Re- Sheriff yeah. Bernie Reynolds. Uh, Bernie Reynolds. He was a stickler for everything had to be just right. <laughs> was he the sheriff at the time? He was the sheriff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Flew over trying to count. Yeah. Yeah, they had a, they had, it was one of the first outdoor uh, ones that they had. 
And uh, then the next one was over at Civic Stadium, and that was really bad. <laughs> that, Tell you what, hold that thought. When we come back to the break, I want to hear why it was really bad and all the gory details. Again, we're talking about the history of rock and roll. The book is out. It's called Sock Hops and Snowball Dances. It's available right now at Village Books. They're going to sell out quick, folks. You want to go down and get a copy. You're going to read everything and then some about rock and roll in county. We'll be right back. The holidays are over, but the savings aren't at DeWard & Bodie's annual year-end mattress sale on now. This week, DeWard & Bodie will pay your sales tax on qualifying in-stock mattresses now through Sunday. Or keep your cash and choose to pay no money down and no interest for up to six years on select mattress purchases. Now is the time to get end-of-season savings on closeout mattresses, floor models, and clearance deals up to 50% off. Save on adjustable bases, boxes, sheets, pillows, and more. All on sale. Plus, DeWard & Bodie offers free delivery set up and haul away when you purchase a qualifying mattress set. Shop Whatcom County's largest selection of Tempur-Pedic, Stearns and Foster, and Sealy mattresses at DeWard and Bodie's Bellingham Mattress Showroom on Meridian. Now is your chance to upgrade and save on your new mattress with free delivery. Plus, DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax now through Sunday. Don't miss the year-end mattress sale at DeWard and Bodie in Bellingham and online at DeWardandBodie.com. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Ready to make your change, make a positive change in our community? Become a Lydia Place housing hero. Much like dropping your change into a piggy bank, your monthly donation to Lydia Place will provide much-needed support to families experiencing homelessness in Whatcom County by providing housing, education, and mental health counseling on their path to stability. And with the Lydia Place monthly giving programs, it's easier than ever for you to make an impact. Choose to donate $5 or more each month or register your credit card online to join their Roundup program, which rounds every transaction up to the next dollar, donating the difference to Lydia Place's programs. No matter how you give, your monthly donation will provide emergency support to families in our community, and Lydia Place families will rest easier knowing your monthly contribution is something they can count on. Make your change add up and become a housing hero online at LydiaPlace.org slash donate. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI traffic alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. CBS News Brief with bone-chilling temps. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir with a warning. You can get frostbite in 20 to 30 minutes of exposure. It is too dangerous to be outside today. 
The winter storm causing travel headaches for millions of Americans trying to get to their holiday destinations. Roads are messy and dangerous. And if you've got a flight scheduled, check before you go. This man's at New York's LaGuardia Airport, and he's frustrated. Trying to search on our phones, figure out other routes, maybe even taking a bus from here to Atlanta, which it'll take us about 21 hours. Fed workers with a sigh of relief. The House just passed the $1.7 trillion spending bill to keep government funded through September. Not everyone was on board. Republican Congressman Chip Roy of Texas. You're destroying the United States of America. Well, the bill is now on President Biden's desk awaiting his signature. CBS News Brief. I'm Stacey Lynn. Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. Hey, 1962, if you turn to KPUG, you weren't going to hear a sports broadcast or a local basketball game. You're probably going to hear something like uh, the number one song of that time, Telstar. Or you might even have heard uh, a fellow named Elvis Presley. Uh, he had a song out at uh, that time. Uh, what was it called? Oh, yeah, Return to Sender. KPUG was a rock station. And it's one of the great stories within the book that we're talking about today with the authors. That's Sock Hops and Snowball Dances. And uh, the book's available at Village Books. I've been talking. Everyone I talked to said, I'm going down to get a copy. I'm going down to get a copy. But you got to tell, because here we are in the same studios as KPUG, the story of DJ Mike Forney and the publicity stunt that I guess went national. Yeah, we got... uh a bunch of characters out here at KPUG at that time. They were called the good guys, and, and Mike Forney was one of the good guys. And uh, one night, he's sitting there. He's evidently had nothing better to do. <laughs> so he started playing Telstar. Now, the reason he was playing it is he said, well, I don't like it. I'm going to play it to death. <laughs> and so he started repeating it time after time after time. And while that was playing, he would call up his uh, audience and he would say, "Hey, uh, you guys, you all call in. That way, the manager can't get a hold of me to shut me down. Phone lines, phone lines are all blocked, right? Yeah, yeah. And you so, probably had three lines back then. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, the phones were tied up. Uh, he would pick up and then hang up for the next one. So they were continuous. And meanwhile, he also told all, everybody that could to come up and park in the parking lot so that the management couldn't come in and uh, get into the building that way." And uh, so he did this all night. I think he played that like 40-some times in a <laughs> row. So, you know, and uh, and so the the end result was that, you know, they were supposed to, you know, be fire him or do something, you know, with him to punish him and whatnot. And, of course, it had all been put on beforehand. It was all played uh, played out according to the... Big publicity stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it made national news. Yes, it did. And Telstar, of course, became number one. It was the first British record to be number one in the United States. So that that worked out for everybody. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Very cool. Oh, he he, he never did really get punished. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, War of the Worlds. Yes. Same thing, but this was a Whatcom County style. Yeah. So. Hey, run down some of the names of the local bands that our listeners who were around back in the day, 55 to 80, would know. And then follow up with the name of some of the bands, a snippet of the many, many bands that came and played in Whatcom County. 
Okay, mm. well, we'll start with the Swags. The Swags were the first rock and roll band uh, where they, they actually all came out of uh, Bellingham High School. They were, uh, they became uh, pretty big. They ended up cutting, uh, what, three records, at least two records. Uh, they played through 62. Meanwhile, you had the uh, the uh, the next the band in the line, uh, what was it, the uh, Embers. They em- were playing Embers, here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, then, of course, the Toggeries came later. The Toggeries played for quite a while. And then uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they, they'd go from one band to another. So what you had was you ended up with, uh, like, the... Uh, the Unusuals, which started out with a, a different band name. And what happened was they, they couldn't find a name that wasn't already being used somewhere. <laughs> I believe they're, they're so, frantics out of Seattle yeah, at one okay. time. Yeah. Uh, and this uh, Ron Peterson came up, and he was yeah. going to Western, working in a music store, and he started a band up here and wanted to call it the Frantics, but the Frantics down in Seattle said, you can't use our name. Well, same thing happened with the local band Heart, not to be confused right. with... That's, Nancy Wilson. Yes. Right. Yeah. In fact, didn't they get like not a restraining order, but a warning? Stop using that name, yeah. even though they were first. Yes, but they were. They were uh, yeah. You had a, a high school group. They they started out with a different name, and then uh, one of the new members that showed up to play in the band said, "Well, why don't we call ourselves the Heart?" And so they did. And then uh, they played for what a couple of years, and then uh, one day they got a phone call, and it was from. Probably Nancy, and she said, uh, "We just uh, got that name for us." They were called Whiteheart at first, and uh, then, of course, uh, he said, "No, nah, I don't think so." <laughs> in in that, more colorful terms yeah. than that, by the way. And they, they they had more means to do something about it, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. He, he said it didn't matter because a month later their band had broken yeah. up, so yeah. That, yeah. it was done. And a lot of bands did that; they would be together for a couple months and break up. Mm-hmm. Some guys would play in two or three different bands. It's a Jerry Hole, the drummer, he played in five or six different bands over the years. Yep. And well, how many band. bands did you play with? Me? Yeah. Well, I played in a group called Headstone for a while back in the day, but I kind of got out of that scene after I got married. My drums were put away almost permanently. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, some of the big yeah. bands that came through, too, Western at that time was uh, Western Washington State State College is what it was yes, called. Yes, yes. But you're talking about Johnny Mathis, Peter, Paul, and Mary, the Righteous Brothers, Simon Garfunkel, Chicago, Jefferson Airplane. I mean, all big-time names. How is it that little tiny Whatcom County drew such big names? We'll talk about that as soon as we come back from the break. Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to encourage a little generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter point discount off your interest rate on any car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama. Online at westedgecu.org. This is Heidi Person, General Manager of the Cascade Radio Group, with a look at some good news in our community that we like to call the upside. Serving members since 1936, WECU has served Whatcom County and the state of Washington for more than 80 years. This past fall, WECU announced the recipients of their Education First grant program, which supports local groups advancing education right here in Whatcom County. In total, the program awarded $110,000 to three local nonprofits making a positive impact to our community, including the Nooksack Salmon Enhancement Association, Pickford Film Center, and the Bellingham Child Care and Early Learning Center. To find out more, visit WECU.com slash education first. 
The Upside is brought to you from a grant provided by Bayside Coin and Jewelry. They are the largest buyer and seller of gold and silver in the Northwest. Bayside Coin and Jewelry in the Iowa Business Park. If you have good news to report, email it to us at theupside at cascaderadiogroup.com. I spent a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. And in 09, it was sparks from me, your chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Welcome back to Radio Real Estate slash Rock and Roll History, Whatcom County today. We can get away without a New Year's Eve. We're having a great time. We're talking again with uh, Wes Ganaway and Kent Holsather. They just brought out their latest book. You guys have done how many books now? Just number five. Just five. Yeah. Four and a half years <laughs> to do this one. Yep. You did a really cool one they heard about here on one of the stations. They interviewed you a few years back about drive-ins, yep. diners. Drive-ins, drive-ups, and drive-throughs. And yeah. that was such a cool it, story. It, we ran out of uh, – they've all, they've all been sold, but I guess we're going to have – uh, village books, village books start yeah. printing them again. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, because you told me there was only one that. left down there. It's probably gone now. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I took in four before Christmas. Yeah. 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 Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. So the rock and roll scene, the very height of it was probably 1970, 73. Mm-hmm. Again, why so many of the big names made a stop here for relatively small venues in Whatcom County. A lot of them were heading to Vancouver or to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of midway, maybe a little tune-up for them. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, we were at an event out at Birch Bay, and it just so happened Steppenwolf was playing in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They played for a group of friends at Pioneer Park. We heard about it, went to it. There weren't 30 people. Oh, and really? it was awesome, <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because at that time, there's a um, East Indian radio station broadcast from Ferndale was coming through their amps. And they had great fun with that. Great guys. It was it was sweltering hot. It was it was an amazing time. So rock and roll, it's blossoming in the seventies. How did it change? Did the whole rock and roll scene change nationally and Well, a thing called disco did Dis- not disco, help. yeah. That was probably the worst thing that ever happened to live music. Well, they're in the book too though. They yeah. Talk about the discotheque. They are, but they're that, that killed a lot of the local bands. Yeah. yeah. We had uh, uh, like Good time, Chuck. Good, you know, good, good time, Charlie's. Charlie's. Yeah. We call it hard luck, Chucks. But that was uh, uh, that was a, and then, you know, all of a sudden, in about nineteen seventy three or four, they started playing disco instead. And that's, yeah. I, I'm sure they, you know, they they had a DJ that sat there and spun the, you know, the yeah. record. John <laughs> Travolta it. messed it up for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they had played the first time I went to a disco. Walked in there. The place was called Stack of Wax. And basically, it was just records, and they just played them. Yeah, just played them, played and them. Wow. It's cheaper, a lot cheaper than yeah. paying a band. Yep. Yeah, so. there was, um, there were, there were a lot of places that, well, like Assumption Gym, they started uh, weekend. They had a, a, a wrestling, and 
that it was so it turned out to be so popular that uh, they quit the Just other venues started yeah. to yeah. take center stage. And, and it really wasn't a great venue for music because it was right. so echoey in there. Just, yeah, <laughs> I did play a dance in there. It was a, it was the ball for the Watton County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> cool, cool. But that was that was quite a while ago. So across the border, there was a fella who was called the Dick Clark of Canada. Yep. Tell us about him. Oh, Red. Red Robinson. Red Robinson. Yep. yep. Well, he he was yeah, one of the things he did. Uh, he had uh, a station up in Vancouver, and they they were big time rock and roll before it was even popular down here. They had the, uh, the broadcasting set up pointed towards the United States. So he was really popular down here, too. He, yeah, couldn't he was li- almost couldn't... part of the fabric here. Yeah. He was. Um, so he, he, bec- he was really involved. He came down quite a bit to, uh, to you know, kind of do things with the DJs down here when they started rock and roll here, too. He really pushed it. Uh, his, the guy that ran the, his club was Buddy Knox. And of course, everybody the heard Buddy of Knox. yes, yeah. and so he spent a lot of time down here too. Yeah. There was a story about Buddy Knox. Uh, he was playing in Bellingham. He was going to play at the Assumption Gym, and he gets some local uh, musicians to back him up. And this uh, Bill Boyd—I don't know if you read about him in there. Uh, he, he and his wife lived on Grant Street in Bellingham, little old house. So they had him over, and they were practicing. And all of a sudden, they get a knock on the door by a cop. He said, we got a... <laughs> little loud. Little loud, yeah. Little neighbors complaining. He said, well, this is Buddy Knox. Sure it is. So, <laughs> Buddy, yeah, that's me. He said, can I get some autographs for my kids? And then he left. <laughs> and there used to be a very famous world champion wrestler in our midst named Gene Kaniski. Yep. And Gene he Kaniski. ended up moving to Blaine. But he created a pretty neat venue in Point Roberts called... The Breakers. Dayton. Yep. And tell us the story about probably Whatcom County's most famous rock and roller in his connection to Whatcom County's Point Roberts. Well, you had a guy from Canada. He was from Ontario, came out here in the West and decided to uh, move in. And uh, so he moved into uh, the Point Roberts area there and uh, started playing at the Breakers. Now, this uh, guy, he had a little band that he played with and uh, so they started writing songs and music they actually almost lived at the breakers you know they were pretty good and so uh, Randy Bachman and his brother and a couple of his other players started there and uh, that's where they started all their big songs uh, they played there first and uh, so they were there quite a few years well and, I, I read in the book that he began taking care of business if you will and the song "Taking Care of Business" was first sung in public at the Breakers in Point Roberts. Yes, and then he traveled when he went on tour. He continued to use the Breakers as his. It was his mailing, mailing address. address. Mailing address. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the book tells a story too about uh, the, his home. I know he lived in uh, West Vancouver for a while in the British properties, mm-hmm. and he became such a superstar that teenagers would scale the fence and go up the driveway, knock on the door. They had to meet Randy Backman. So to escape that, he decided he had to be a place close to the airport so he could go out on tour. He was on tour like 300 days a year at that point all over the world. Mm -hmm. So he picked a little piece of ground, pretty good-sized piece of ground, about 30 acres on 8th Street, and that became what we know as Backman Manor. Yep, 
Yeah, that was uh, – he had a, a, a small building on there for a studio. It was the, the size of a barn. <laughs> and it's still there today. It's still being used. Uh, there were quite a number of bands. Uh, the Beach Boys, I believe it was, came up there, and that's where they did a lot of recording. So – yeah, and he ended up moving into Linden for a number of years. Yeah, indeed. We, we were very lucky uh, years ago, shortly after I started in real estate, I don't know how it came about, but I ended up listing that property long after Randy Bachman had sold it. But I heard the story about the name of the band, Bachman Turner Overdrive, because mm-hmm. in the family room there, there's a giant wheel, a big gear. It's an overdrive wheel. Mm-hmm. And Randy apparently saw that in a vacant warehouse lot like just a a lot that had been abandoned and there was that wheel he secured that wheel and that's what inspired the bto name because they were what was the name of the band prior to bto oh uh, oh the guess who well the guess who and then other names as well but yeah but that's kind of where that came from so but and when when that house was built it was the highest assessed home in Whatcom County for dollars. When we sold it, it was the highest price sale in Whatcom County. And back then, I think about 16,000 square feet, it sold for like a staggering $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which would now be half the Yeah, that's what the average price on Lake Whatcom yeah, yeah. yeah. We come back to the break. We're going to continue our chat with uh, Wes Canaway and Kent Holsey there. The brand new book, Sock Hops and Snowball Dances, available at Village Books for a short time because I know they're going to run out. We'll be right back. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. (laughs) Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. The winter savings continue at Linden Sheet Metal. The holidays are over, but it's not too late to buy a gift for your home and save money while doing it. Linden Sheet Metal has furnace, air conditioner, and heat pump discounts up to $900. Utility rebates up to $1,500. And beginning January 1, there are tax credits up to $2,000 off. And it doesn't end there. Showroom fireplace models are discounted 40%, and new fireplaces are $300 off installation. The benefits of a new energy-efficient fireplace, heating, or cooling system will help you save on future energy bills and can increase the value of your home. Call Linden Sheet Metal today to schedule a free estimate. Our consultants will come out and find the best solution for your home. We also offer easy financing with low monthly payments. Now is a great time to upgrade your home. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. KPUG is the sports leader, bringing you complete coverage of the Seahawks, Mariners, Huskies, and our high school athletes. We put you in the stands of the biggest games, including the Super Bowl, the World Series, March Madness, and state championships. Plus, KPUG features the best in sports analysis and entertainment, from Dan Patrick and Jim Rome to Mike Greenberg and our own Mark Skolton. If it's happening in sports, it's on. KPUG 1170, 97.9 FM, KPUG 1170.com. Com. 
Welcome back, and we are taking care of business today. We're talking about rock and roll, and uh, here's what I'm going to do. It's uh, New Year's Eve. I'm going to give a gift away. I've got a brand-new copy of the book. We'll get the authors to sign it. Uh, our number is 360-676-5464, 676-KGMI. The first caller that will call and uh, tell us anything about the rock and roll era that they remember in Whatcom County, I'm going to give you, hot off the press, a copy of the $29.95. It's a Great opportunity, great book. You guys are going to do a signing coming up pretty soon as well, I understand. Yeah, we're going to have a signing next uh, Friday on the 6th at uh, the Guitar Center over at, it's at 3960 Meridian on Meridian, right next to DeWard and Bodie. Okay, right great. There yep, velvet yep. There. It's right there, and we'll be there from 4 to 7 p.m. And what day again? Next Saturday, or next Friday the 6th. Friday, January 6th, 6th. 2023. Right. Got to be there. That's right. Great. Hey, we've got a caller, and uh, who have I got on the line? Hey, Ron, you there? Hey, Ron, there you are. Hey, Ron, you with us? Wow, Ron, probably had he probably had to go flip his forty-five over to the next song. (laughs) So we'll grab the next one. Who who we got there, Randy? Randy? Hello. Hello. Okay. I can hear you a little bit. Let's try this. Who am I talking with? Bob Stoll, Mike. Bob Stoll. How you doing, buddy? That's right. Not to embarrass you, but you fit that era. Perfect. Yeah. I sure do. Isn't this, isn't this fun? I knew all the guys in the swags. In fact, uh, the bass player, uh, Wayne Morissette, and I, uh, we used to uh, uh, carpool to, uh, to Boeing together and... Uh, yeah, good memories of those those guys in those times. I'm so glad it's you that got through because that way I can drive the book to your house without having to drive to Mount Vernon or somewhere. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So do you remember some of these places, Bob? And in fact, uh, Kent's Holsather, uh, his older brother Tom, was just a year behind me. Uh, they just right up the street from me, just uh, across the alley and three doors up. No kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, say hi to Kent, yeah. He's I'm right here. Bob, I'm right here. I remember your house right on the corner. Right on the corner of Humboldt and Maryland. You got it. So, so, Bob, did you play in any bands? I did not. I played the radio a lot. Yeah, cool. Me too. I was a recipient. I was a client. I played a trumpet earlier in school, but that just didn't, you know, I wasn't quite a rock and roll instrument at the time. Yeah, Cool. I tell you what, uh, later this afternoon, I will drop this book off to you. I know right where you're at. Happy New Year to you and Linda Stolk. Thanks for calling in, Bob. Good to hear from you, my friend. Absolutely. All right. Happy New Year, you guys. Thank you. So, guys, we talked about maybe a sequel. I mean, from 1980 till now, there's a lot of names, too. Uh, Lisa, you had, you. she had a very, very famous person she sold a house to. Yeah, we worked with, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but a, a a band member from Primus may or may not have, you know, worked with us on a, a property over here in, in Whatcom County. So a little bit uh, later on in the generations, but uh, we've had a couple different bands through through Bellingham during my time period, too. And I had a business partner for many years who used to complain about uh, his uh, son and the drums. And turns out uh, his son worked. Fit out okay with Death Cab for Cutie right here in Bellingham as well. Evidently, so, yeah, yeah, evidently much bigger. He doesn't complain about the drums anymore. I think he's most the of old, the garage. Band he's the oldest fan. Went from one garage to the next. Yeah, exactly. Well, this guys, this is a great, great book. 
And it's also a bit of a treasure for Whatcom County. You didn't do this to make gazillions of dollars. You want to preserve the history. You're both members of the Whatcom County Historical Society. Tell us in the last few minutes a little bit about that and how people can check that out. Okay. I'm Wes Ganway, and I'm the president right now of the Historical Society. Uh, we meet uh, the second Thursday of the month at the old uh, museum. That's the old City Hall Museum. And uh, 7.30 at, uh, 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 from uh, October through April, and we give presentations uh, about local history. And uh, usually it's, it's pretty good stuff. Great. And they have coffee and cookies. There you go. Yeah. Hey, thank you, guys. Happy New Year to both of you, and thanks for sharing this wonderful information about rock and roll in Whatcom County. Get Village Books. I've got them ready for you. Okay. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, thank you thank very you much. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys.